Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast with Simon Cocking, Senior Editor. I'll be doing a series of interviews with people at the cutting edge of green tech, clean tech, and anything else that we think is interesting and worth listening to for you guys, our listeners. Okay, so today with the Irish Tech News Podcast, uh, we have... Uh, he uh, he does a lot in his own area. He also guest posts for us. Uh, he he reviews things. Uh, he's a man of many talents. So first of all, um, who am I talking to today? And maybe give us an elevator for pitch for what you do, please. Hey Simon, yeah. So it's uh, it's Martin Eastwood. Uh, my company is Wide Variety Events and Media. Um, and so I suppose we look after before coronavirus anyway. We look after a few hundred events a year, everything from weddings to corporate. And on the media side of things, we manage online marketing for other businesses and um, to generate them valuable leads and increase their sales. Awesome. Um, and you were when when we were chatting about your bio, you said that you had an early start in business. So what what do you mean by that? Were you selling lemonade when you were ten, or what were you doing? Yeah, it's it's the typical entrepreneurship uh, story, Simon. So when I was 11 years old, um, I kind of knew it was a bit strange because every Sunday when all the kids out on the road were kind of playing football, um, I was up at the Ferry House Market buying stock for my sweet shop that I ran out the front garden <laughs> every day after school and on the weekends. Um, you know, so it was a weird setup. We had I had a cash register. I ran an extension cable uh, through the through the front window, and I, I just I stood there for hours selling sweets and uh, Coca Cola and everything to the kids. And I knew right then uh, I'm a weird kid. <laughs> uh, I think I think many successful business people started out that way. So uh, and maybe not weird, but but following a particular you know a well trodden path, perhaps. Yeah, absolutely. And I was funny because I know it's a cliche story of. Um, you know, selling lemonade at the side of the street and everything. But it's interesting because a lot of people who tend to set up businesses kind of, you know, as they as they grow older in life, they always kind of trace back to something entrepreneurial that they did in the early stages. Or at least I, t- I feel like a majority do anyhow. Um, so mm-hmm. I don't know, it's, it's interesting. It kind of weighs, on, it weighs into that debate. Is it something that you're born with or is it something that you, you kind of develop as the years go on? I still haven't figured out the answer to that question. Very good. Um, so, look, uh, I guess l- l- let's do this in stages. So, first of all, um, pre-corona, how did you grow your business? And I mean, but you see, you were already doing online marketing uh, l- long before this year. So, I guess how, how did it grow in the first place? Yeah. So, I suppose the interesting thing when I started out in business, um, I, I started from very much from zero, and I had an idea of essentially the early stages. It was a party planning business. Uh, generally the you know the first place at the time that they were going to was google and so i talked to me so yeah so in the early stages of starting the business simon i uh i I started off with a very simple idea of a party planning business and i looked at how are people finding out about you know how are people finding the services that they're after at the time and that 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 kind of led me to google Uh, so i needed to get to the first page page of google and then that obviously led me into google adwords and how that whole thing works and so I spent probably a number of months deep diving into learning how the world of online advertising works in terms of Google AdWords and all the other different options out there. Um, and I kind of, I suppose, I won't say perfected, but I kind of um, utilized those strategies for my own business and built it up that way. Mm-hmm. And when I seen the results of what was coming in through online marketing, years later, I realized this is something that I can actually offer to other businesses as well. And that kind of led me to kind of extend the event business into also a, a marketing business as well. 
yeah look i mean it makes sense and uh like you say you were doing this and you were you were eating your own dog food so to speak in terms of you were kind of doing it and practicing what you preach so um like like i guess we're we're looking at from march to now already of of lockdown and potentially a push to more things online uh, are you finding that with the companies you, you advise like are people doing more business online now yeah absolutely i mean one of, one of the interesting kind of um one of the interesting developments that's come of it is we work with a lot of shopping centers across ireland um, and that's interesting because obviously a shopping centre and, and online kind of many people think it's it's two different things. But actually when the country went down to, to it went into lockdown there recently um, a lot of the shopping centres that we're working with, we introduced like a click and collect service. Um, mm -hmm. So it's kind of a way for the retailers to continue save, uh, trading safely within the current restrictions. And what I found is those guys have been very quick to adapt um, and to, you know, take on board different strategies for pushing their business online. And they've been very good at it as well, um, the shopping centres that we've worked on. So a lot of the different clients that we're working with at the minute, they realise now how important it is to have an online presence, uh, how important it is to be able to trade online, communicate online. And it's certainly been, I suppose, a push um, to, to increase their activity is what I'm seeing for the people who are smart anyway um, in terms of how they're trading. And the mm -hmm. people who haven't kind of got any inclination to push their online presence or their online sales unfortunately are falling behind because as we know the physical trading is is, is not doing too good at the moment yeah look i mean and here we are in ireland uh lockdown 2.0 so yeah i think you're right i think you're right um in that context uh I, I, at this stage i'd say we we could be in a situation like this or to some degree for maybe the next three to nine months uh mm -hmm. you know until maybe there's are you, looking forwards uh, are you seeing things that, that 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 will change now maybe more permanently or how might things be different in 2021 mm, it's a good question well i suppose I, I i really think this thing is definitely here for for as you said it's three to nine months at least so we're going to have to adapt as we go along i think what we're going to see is a lot of businesses uh forced to trade online the e-commerce rush is has been basically um fast tracked due to coronavirus i think if we look at shopping centers what we're going to find is uh, traditional retailers will be replaced with warehouses for the likes of amazon and um, to do the click and collect kind of services and um, that people are buying online so i feel like there's a bit of a trend moving in that direction and um, i feel like online retailers will be buying up warehousing i feel like traditional businesses are going to have to adapt to online marketplaces and i just see that trend continuing upward simon i see online online is the future and this this is this corona thing has certainly just fast-tracked that entire process yeah uh, i think i think you could be right Look, where they were saying oh you know you should really have a, a website and digital presence and to me that's felt like something from five to ten years ago so so if we t take what you're saying as a given that you need to be online wh what tips would you give to people for, for how to do that well well look i think what they what they really need to perfect it's it's one thing being online and it's another thing knowing how to run uh, advertisements online correctly paid ads because if you know how to put, for example, 100 euros into paid ads and get a thousand euro back, then you're in business and, and you will be for the foreseeable future. So 
for me, I would encourage business owners to get to grips with paid advertising across the different platforms and look for the underpriced attention and see ways that they can communicate um, and get a good ROI on their paid advertising. Again, I think you're right there. A lot of people tout that traditional message of, you know, have an online presence and that's all well and good. But even though you've built up a large following of people, only a percentage of those people will actually will actually see it organically or for free because the platforms who are running social media, for instance, want you, want you to pay for it. But if you know how to pay for it and get a good ROI, uh, even through Google, for example, um, then you're going to be OK. So my personal advice from my own experience would be focus, narrow in on how to run profitable um, online ads. That was absolutely what I completely focus on uh, at the moment. You can, you can have paid reach and you can have organic and earned content. So uh, do you look at it as a portfolio where you, where you look to do both pushed ads, but also you create valuable or useful content too? Is that an area where, the, where you feel there's value? Oh, absolutely. So I think org- organically, you know, it's it's very important to, to build the audience, get the organic reach. And a lot of the time in the organic, um, in the organic content is where you'll build brand, build following, and build people who will be kind of loyal to you or your brand. So I think organically, that's very important. It's also good to watch watch um, where there's an opportunity for additional organic reach. Now, I know it's very much early days, but TikTok, for example, the organic reach on TikTok right now is absolutely insane. You can have zero followers and you could just post a few videos and one of them could get 100,000 um, viewers. So I think... Places like TikTok, for example, are good places right now to exploit the algorithm and get good reach, um, good organic reach for free while they're going as good. And that's certainly something I've been focusing on um, over the past while. But I think you need to comb the two. I think you definitely need to have an organic strategy and a paid strategy. Uh, organic, my, my organic strategy very much would be focused on brand building. Uh, and again, more or less my paid strategy, I'd be really looking for an ROI there as well, you know. I guess by mentioning TikTok, I mean, that's something that wasn't really on the landscape 12 months ago. And and that's kind of indicative of, um, I guess, conversely, say with Facebook, uh, Facebook used to reach a lot more than you could now, but then because they throttle the reach of how far you can reach with what you do and that's TikTok right. comes along. So how do you uh, keep your finger on the pulse in terms of assessing where the most live and relevant platform is? Because you know, by the nature of this thing, it tends to change over time, doesn't it? It does. It does. It really does. Um, look, if we look at, as far as I, I, I could see, anyway, more or less the, the, the younger generation uh, are a lot of the time, the, the younger generation are the guys who set the trend, the guys and gals who set the trends. So if we look at kind of Facebook, it started off in a college dorm room, gradually the age profile of the average user got older and older and older and now mm-hmm. very very slowly we're seeing a similar thing here happen with tiktok it started off with the kids and what you'll find is if you have conversations with people even around the area you'll see that the, some of the older people um in the 20s and 30s are starting to adapt to it even the mammies and daddies will not be far behind them and so that's kind of a trend i, I always look for trends by starting and looking at the younger generation and what they're focused on and seeing how quickly it's grown or what the potential is there but there's so many people right now um using tiktok the younger generation are absolutely obsessed with it and <laughs> i i've no kind of particular uh, uh reason or data should i say to back this up but just from my own gut feeling 
I feel like we're definitely going to see the older generation lean towards TikTok and get on TikTok over the course of the next six to 12 months. Um, it might take a little longer, um, probably 12 to 18 months actually now that I think about it. But I do definitely see that coming down the line, the older generation adopting the TikTok. And of course, shortly after, we'll see, we'll see another platform um, come, through, come through the cracks over the next okay. years. But, but to answer your question, Simon, look at the younger mm-hmm. generation because they are the ones who, who often get the technology to, uh, enforced. Oh yeah, they're the early adopters, and it, and it's fun and playful. Uh, and you know, with our kids, they're making little videos on TikTok, so I can see that. Yeah. Um, like you say, as the older generation move into that, and say businesses that you advise, how would you articulate what the value is of being on TikTok, and then how does it enable them to? Because obviously, the bottom line for them is is how does it bring traffic to the services or the products that I'm offering? So so so, what's the connection between those two things? Mm. Well, I think we have to look back at, say, early, early, early stages of Facebook, for instance, um, let's say, uh, whatever, 2010 or, you know, something along those lines. Like the people who, for instance, if we look at it from a personal branding point of view, the people who put out the content there in the early stages are the ones who built the massive, massive audiences that will be very, very hard to do nowadays on the same platform. And so really what, what I feel you're doing is in the early stages of TikTok is you're building awareness around yourself or around your brand that oftentimes pays off at a later stage in the game when it's too late for people to actually build audiences or at least it's much more difficult. So I suppose it, for me, the, the value in TikTok right now is creating an awareness, creating a brand brand awareness around yourself, your brand, and then kind of leveraging that as time goes on. I mean, they recently uh, introduced an ad product on TikTok, and it'll be interesting to see uh, how that goes. And and funny enough, just before that happened a couple of months ago, I was saying really, you know, th- there's some young people who aren't aware, believe it or not, of the of all the restrictions in place at the moment with COVID nineteen because they simply don't watch the news. And okay. um, I said, I, I said, well, it wouldn't it be great if the HSE started running uh, ads on TikTok? And sure enough, within a month or two, um, that actually happened, and I think <laughs> that actually helped the awareness because that's where their attention is. Um, and sorry, I've completely gone off the topic here, Simon, on a tangent about TikTok. But that, to answer the question, it's I feel it's it's brand awareness. It's building an audience before it's too late. No, look, I think it makes sense. And like you say, if the HSE recognise, I mean, you want to reach as many people as possible. So, so ideally, you don't put an ad in the back pages of the Irish Times if your <laughs> demographic aren't reading it. So, um, th- that definitely makes sense. Um, so, so we interviewed someone recently, uh, Steve Ann Belligam, who was saying that in the future, uh, customers and clients will tend to be attracted to brands and companies that they feel have shared values and that therefore uh, it's not enough to beat everyone else on price. Uh, millennials and Generation Z are asking, uh, is this company and this brand aligned with my own values? Is, is that something that you're seeing? And what's your thoughts on that? Mm. Yeah, I, th- I think, look, you're always going to lean towards a brand that you, you feel, you know, resonates with your own values. I mean, for instance, I know one company, I can't think of the top of my head, but I think it's uh, it's a, it's an orange juice anyway. They donate innocent orange juices. They donate a percentage of their, their profits to charity. And I feel like that goes down mm-hmm. very well with a particular um, with a particular type of audience. So if you can have those values communicated, well enough cross platforms i think that there's definitely an opportunity to uh have clients favor you for that reason absolutely would agree with that 100 uh-huh yeah so i just was wondering really um so 
you have particular personal development strategies. So what kind of stuff do you do and how does it help you? Uh, do you get up in the morning and have a mantra or what do you do? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I got, I've been a bit off me rhythm. I'm not going to lie. I've been a bit off me rhythm over the last few weeks. So it's been a bit crazy <laughs> moving house and all that sort of crazy stuff. But um, the best rhythm for me, the best morning routine that I usually stick to is waking up very, very early. 5.45 is the time I rise at in the mornings. Um, normally start off the day with a morning walk. Uh, just clear the inboxes while I'm walking. Sometimes I do that at, at the later stages of the walk. Then I do a bit of reading. Uh, I always try and read at least 10 pages of a personal development uh, book in the morning time and, and then have like a banana and a cup of tea which is a weird breakfast but that sets the tone for the day you know um i often hear people like ed moilette and stuff saying you know you can't control the middle of the, the day but you can control the start and the end and so that's what i what i tend to focus on but i would say um hopefully it's not too off topic but I know with the way the world has kind of changed a lot recently, there's a lot of people um, out there at the moment who are probably anxious and uncertain. And, you know, it's a, it's a difficult time for a lot of people. Um, I did complete a program twice, actually, uh, a free program called 75 Hard. Um, the guy who created it is Andy Fursella. It's more or less a mental toughness program. Um, and I followed that for the full 75 days. And I actually felt like a new person uh, by the end of it it really kind of gave me a good lift and, and realigned everything for me so with the, with the 75 day strategy and it, you were saying it makes you mentally stronger is that like a form of resilience uh, in what way is it is it helping and how does it help well the key thing and um, there's there's five daily rules you have to follow um every day when you're on this program Simon and what it actually does is it instills an extreme level of self-discipline um in an individual and that results then in self-confidence so for instance you, you need to drink a gallon of water a day you need to do two 45 minute workouts uh one of them can be can be um uh as simple as a walk for example um and you need to read at least 10 pages of a self-development book and follow a diet and avoid alcohol and stuff of that nature for 75 days okay. so it's i suppose it's completely cleaning up your body and um, the water is flushing out your body every day you're following a diet so you're eating well you're not eating takeaways you're avoiding alcohol which is great you're exercising every single day you're reading positive information from a self-development book every day which which i don't know about you but whenever i read kind of good information it always it it, it awakens me it makes me feel very positive um and it sets the tone then for for the rest of the day so i think as I said, it's it's a, it's it's a mental toughness program. It it develops an extreme level of self discipline, um, in an individual, and then that leads to self confidence. But what I would say is, if you if you get to day thirty, for example, and you end up failing, you're probably going to feel worse than when you started. So that's something to be aware of. If you're going to start it, you need to you need to be sure you're going to finish it. You're going to feel pretty bad. Well, yes, but I guess that's part of it is if it was easy then everybody would do it and you wouldn't get all the benefits yeah that's true that's true and i mean look i i really think that again i sorry sorry to go back to the whole mental health uh conversation i was probably off topic but i mean there's, there's a lot no, of people good. suffering there's a lot of people suffering out there you know and a lot of times they can't see a way out but funny enough the way out is just sometimes so very very simple and basic like things like drinking enough water getting enough exercise reading positive information making small steps every day to move you in the right direction like these little things that you do 
will just make you feel so 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 much better and so i mean i can't encourage people enough if if you're feeling down if you're in any way you know put out at the moment with the, with the circumstances just drink some water get some exercise and consume positive information every day it'll make a huge 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 difference um, a huge difference the answer is not complicated it's quite it's usually quite simple and those are the basic things that, that help a lot very good yeah look i mean it's it's a bit like gardeners world and gardening i think uh, people have said that you know the next pandemic could potentially be a mental health one because mm. humans are sociable creatures and therefore this is a very unusual situation for them so uh, the strategies you outline can can only help they can do no harm and they could do a lot of good um you touched on this uh, and you review books for us so um how, how does reading help and what kind of stuff are, are you getting out of reviewing the books for us well i i love absolutely loved reading the books especially considering it's it's all the you know the latest titles and the latest strategies and everything else that's coming out mm-hmm. um i think it's interesting a, a book a book for starters is fantastic because you know you're learning and learning is a great feeling and you know it's 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 just good for you um but what i will say is if you don't actually put the strategies into action then it's it's not much good you know you get the best value out of a book when you read the book you learn from the book and even if you can just take one thing from every book and implement that into your life or into your business it'll make a huge difference so i love reading um and i've absolutely really enjoyed um reviewing books for irish tech news so far it's been it's been an absolute pleasure and look forward to doing more of it but yeah reading is i love it i can't recommend it enough it's great just put Uh, into action is what i always tell people yeah look I, th- I think it's true what you say and also it's great because there's just so much out there and it's not possible for uh, one of us or two of us to read all of it so i think it's it's good to share it and like you say uh, I, I find it great because it, it's it's offline time where you're just reading and engaging without a million distractions and notifications as if if you as if you were doing it through kindle or something um so look that's really useful and insightful if people want to learn more about you and find out about what you do what are the best ways for people to find you yeah so i've got a, a website simon um it's if official martin eastwood.com uh, um and uh, i'm on all the usual social medias uh, you'll find me everywhere and if anyone needs to email me it's martin at widevarietymedia.com Cool. So thanks very much for taking the time to chat with us and uh, let's check in in 2021 and see how it's been going with the, the companies you, uh, that you advise. Love it. Thanks so much, Simon. It's been a real pleasure. We hope you enjoyed that podcast and we will be bringing you more across as diverse and interesting a range of stories as we can find. You're welcome to reach out to us on Twitter, LinkedIn or by email and give us any feedback and let us know what you'd like us to cover in the future. Thanks and keep listening.